Good evening. This is the news. An Air Atlanta flight had to be redirected back to JFK after a horse got loose in the cargo hold. Oh. Surprising news for anyone who thought Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> flies private. <laughs> Major grocery stores announced plans to scale back their self-checkout stations because uh, citing uh, re- unreliability, efficiency, lack of human connection, which is great for extroverts and uh, really bad for everybody that likes to steal groceries. <laughs> After a massive freeway fire in Los Angeles, residents were furious that it even happened in the first place. L.A. County officials responded, do you want us to take care of the homeless problem or not? <laughs> That's how it's done. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Normal World. I'm Dave Landau. Go. I'm quarterback Garrett. And uh, as always, with us is the lovely Angela. Yeah, yeah. what's up? But joining us today, uh, one of my friends hosted the Tinfoil uh, podcast. Yeah. And I want you to check out... Uh, I want you to, you know, I'm going to have him talk about it. Because he knows what it is. He knows more of what it is. Please welcome Sam Tripoli. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Good to be back in the D, dog. Well, where can we find chaostwins.com, right? Chaos I just go to Chaos. Okay, basically what's happening is for the first time in my life, I've decided to do a family-friendly uh, entertainment project. Because I was watching television with my kids and saw this woke crap. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to do something that parents could enjoy that they can read to their kids. So I have daughters. I have twin daughters. And we used to take them to these indoor uh, playgrounds. And they everyone would get excited when they came in. I'd be like, the Chaos Twins are here. So it's chaostwins.com. It's a comic book. We've already raised a good number just to get the comics done but if we keep going our goal is to get an animation going so i'm very excited about it hell yeah that's great thank you man i'm excited about i've never done anything clean and wholesome before (laughs) i'm a scumbag bro yeah, it's a heart of gold, though. Heart of gold. Turn you, it I've always want, you always want to try it. Like, once you have kids, you're like, I want to do something for them. Yeah, yeah. And then you look at your body of work, and you're like, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want them to see what I've done. Uh, they're going to hold a press conference apologizing for everything I yeah, said. Yes. <laughs> it's not us. We didn't pick him. Yeah, we didn't know you would find all of that. Yeah. We didn't know that. I don't know, I know what's the worse. internet was forever. I don't know what would be worse. Your kids find your porn stash or your old stand-up sets. Wait, or the fact that you did both kind of at once because you had <laughs> you just the naughty show yeah yeah just like yeah, elaboration. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good time we didn't realize how good we had it oh dude yeah. those were great days for you guys. those are great days that's where you met ken ken who works here the man the really? myth the legend that's yeah. cool i'm just trying to get him to hook up with black strippers in the d that's all i'm trying to do that's what we've been sure, telling yeah, him to do the D's let's for. go ken let's go <laughs> we're, we're not kidding we have been trying to collect piles of money to yeah. be like just go he oh he's too busy playing switch it's okay i know i, I tell it. a quick okay. funny story Involving uh, so Ken had a buddy and we had a friend named C Hang right and yeah. C Hang was a mung and he was about 26 27 years old when we were hanging out and it turned out he was a, a virgin right so we're like we gotta get you late bro Uh-oh. you're just it's, you gotta get this done so we we're like we'll just get you a hooker bro so we decided to do what we called an <sighs> inner a uh, world tour of south uh, the southwest of America so we basically.
obviously did LA, San Diego, Phoenix. And I think there was one more stop and everywhere we went, we, we go, okay, we're putting out a hat, throw some money. In, and as much money as we got was the level of hooker we were going to get for C. Hang. We told him if we get like a thousand, you're getting a high end hooker. But if we get like 20 bucks, we're going down to Santa Monica and you're going to, you're going to get a, a, a cross dresser, bro. And he's like, whatever happens, happens. So anyways, one of my buddies, Tin, Tin, uh, Jason Tebow's girlfriend at the time, Danielle, she had a friend who's just like a super freak and she's literally like, I'll bang him for free. So one day we're doing a show, we're counting the money, how much money, and we only made like a hundred bucks. So he was going to South, he was going to uh. Santa Monica, right? And this chick raised her and she's like, I'll do him for free. She was a good looking girl. Yeah. So anyway, it ends up happening and she goes, he actually knew what he's doing because it's like, these kids all grew up with porn, so it was like it was almost like watching game tape at that time. They were getting yeah. ready for the big game, <laughs> just studying. Yeah, they studying positions and moves and yeah. all that stuff, <laughs> doing post game conference information. As opposed to everybody else, where it's just notes. awkward, and then yeah. you're sorry. Yeah, it's weird. Ashamed. <laughs> yeah, you're very ashamed. It was never like, yeah, that was right. <laughs> Let's do that again. It was always just like, I hurt you, didn't I, with my finger? Do you want to continue? <laughs> just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry the whole time. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're crying. Like, I'm sorry. You're apologizing to God. It's <laughs> <laughs> too real. Oh, dude, yeah. that's. It's nice that you went to that many places, too, and people are like, I'll give him 50 cents. Like, yeah, well, I'll toss I'll it in a dollar half. <laughs> Like, that's the level of compassion. Yeah, they probably didn't oh, even know man. what a mung was. They thought it was probably something from, like, Lord of the Rings or yeah, something. Yeah, they're like, you're like... trying to get a fish laid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, that's great, though. Anyways, check out my family-friendly uh, yes. project yeah. at chaostwins.com. Chaostwins.com. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's family Check friendly. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted to play this for you. Uh, Jim Downey, who was one of the writers for SNL, uh, was on the Conan O'Brien podcast. Jim Downey was uh, uh, with Norm MacDonald when he did Weekend Update, did so much writing uh, with him. He's one of my favorite writers of all time. And people, uh, well, let's just watch it and see what you think of all this. Much has been said, much has been said about Jeffrey Epstein. Terrible things. No, no, Jeff, I'm talking about Jeff Epstein, the New York financier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're talking about the same Jeff Epstein. No. Yes. No. Yes. I, what? I never, I never heard. Oh, it was a big story in the news. Huge. No. Yes. For you to say no one ever Jeff said. Jeff Epstein. Yes. Jeff Epstein. Yes. The financier. With the island. Yes. He had an island yes. that I've never been to. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure with respect. If there was some news about Jeff Epstein, I would have heard. No, I don't know where you, what rock you've been under. It was a huge story. And I have to, Jeff Epstein is, he, I have to tell you, he's gone. He's dead. What do you mean? He's dead. He's dead. He's no. dead. <laughs> Sorry. Nice try. <laughs> so, yeah. It so goes, people believe that. Yeah, people believe that. It even says, like, at one point, Jim's like, let's call, let's call Ghislaine. And he's like, you can't, she's in jail. He's like, why would she be in jail? <laughs> it's ridiculous. So people think this is real. Like, it's going around the internet, and they're like, well, he's related to Robert Downey Jr., who went there, and whatever. And it's like, Jim Downey is a brilliant comedic yeah. mind. And that, to me, couldn't be more obvious. Yeah. The, like, It's a bit. The fact that he's calling him Jeff alone. <laughs> yeah. I think a big problem in comedy now is nobody gets sarcasm. 
Yeah, it's just in, in LA, sarcasm is a felony, right? But sure. like within the truth community, they don't get the joke a lot. Who's the? What's her name? The uh, the catch me outside girl. What's her name? Oh, we just oh. talked about her. We just talked about Bay or something like that. Bad, bad babe. Whatever her name is, right? So she goes on doc she she got famous going on Dr. Phil. Well, she starts doing this rant about her and David Spade at these special parties where they eat goats and all. And it's so obvious that she is effing with everybody. It's but everyone's like, see, they do these things. They do. It's like you it's can't take part. Yeah, you can't take everything literal. No, and it's not. David Spade doesn't have the career in that sense. Like he's yeah, he's huge. like <laughs> it's not Tom Cruise or like Brad. He's tiny, not, but yeah. he's huge. Yes, but it's I like, love David Spade, but, but he's yeah. a comic. Like, yeah, one hundred percent comic. It was so obvious what it was, and they people were losing it. They're like, oh my god, this. And even the guy from Imagine Dragons was like, oh man, we made a deal <laughs> with this thing, and so so oh, oh man, we made a deal. We went to these special parties. Everyone's like, look, he's admitting to it. I'm like, trust me, Imagine Dragons did not sell their soul. No, the guy talks about being bullied in high school and how he made it and how happy he is. Yeah, like, what? He's just still going after you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like half his songs are an F you to everybody right, who right, ever right, treated him like right. rap. 100%. It's so ridiculous. That's the thing about conspiracy theories is like people get overly like gung-ho about everything's a conspiracy theory when there are things that are legit like Fishy. It muddies the water. Yeah, it definitely it muddies the water when everything is conspiracy. Well, it's also that like when someone's new to conspiracy, they just want to be Paul Revere and ride like the lizard people are I coming, think, yeah. right? You know, and they and so they're very passionate about it, and their eyes are wide open, mm -hmm. and now they're like they just want to save everybody, and then after you do it for a while, you're like, okay, people are just idiots, and these things are happening, but I can't really save anybody. I just want to save myself, and that's kind of where you get to, and it just ha and like every group has idiots in it. Right there's yes, every group has yeah. idiots, whether it's on the right, the left, the truthers, the the conformists, they all have idiots in it. But for some reason, conspiracy theorists, idiots get have get more credit than they should. Yeah, because they don't represent everybody; they represent a small group. And but to the people who refuse to believe in conspiracies because they just they just want to be sleep. They just want to sleep. They don't want to know anything. Mm -hmm. Those people irritate them, so that's all they want to really talk about. Nobody keeps score with what's going on. Like my batting average in like in conspiracies is like nine fifty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm crushing it right now. You're like Nobody's JFK, MLK. Those are freaking real. Come on, allegedly, but real. They're all and then, I like the, and then all these other ones. Yeah. How much shit is real? And just nobody goes back and checks out the the record, like the score. Uh -huh. They just keep moving forward. You know what I'm saying? So nobody really cares, and they just they never they never learn from the oh the last conspiracy turned out to be true. So maybe I should question this. One. Nope, just keep moving forward. Yep. Keep, they're like goldfish; they only care what's in front of them. Well, of course. And if you look back and yeah, you look back on certain things, but people are afraid. They don't want to know everything for sure. They don't want right. to know everything for certain. And a lot of times con conspiracies, I think, happen because it's the most convenient outlet now because it's like, well, we've done all this. We might as well just team up and see how it ruins everything. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, don't right. get in trouble, you know, like what was the first thing that you kind of got it? Because when I first met you at 12, 13, 14, whatever years ago, like you weren't as much and you weren't into this as much like you, well, you always had an interest. But what really got you, like, hooked? Like, okay, what? so so without getting into it, because I don't know who watches 
this show is the first conspiracy that woke me up was Santa Claus, right? <laughs> Which is a giant blackmailing scheme, okay? If you really think about it, we won't get into it. He's actually a handicapped blackmailer target right now. <laughs> right, yeah, we yeah. confirmed this. selling. Right, right. So then after that, the next big thing that really rocked my world, hand to God, was the Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan getting busted in a car together drunk, and it just shattered my world. Uh, You're like, you guys aren't supposed to get along with each other. Now you guys are drinking together. Everything is a lie. I was shocked. I remember going, you guys don't like each other. Yeah. Now you're drinking together? <laughs> oh, you guys are lying. You guys are big liars, bro. And uh, my world was shattered. And then the next big thing that really opened my eyes is I remember when Bill Clinton, I started reading Norm Chomsky's books about, you know, manufacturing consent and all that stuff. And I started realizing it, everything isn't. But then I remember when Bill Clinton, he went to Trent Lott was getting his portrait in the, in the library of Congress. Right. And it was like Trent Lott, Orrin Hatch, Newt Gingrich, and Bill Clinton. And like, Three years earlier, they were just going at it, uh, calling for everyone to go to prison. Now they're all laughing together. And I go, oh, it's all bullshit. And I never, ever fit, uh, was into uh, politics again after that. They were all together. And even if you bought into Obama for a short time, you instantly knew, oh, he's full of shit, too. Of course. It's all a clown show. It's all it's a, it's like everything is controlled. And you know, and that's the whole thing about, you know, I don't know how much you guys want to get into that, but the Bill Burr and his wife flipping off uh, Trump. It's like, I'm sorry, I have more respect for that than I fucking do all these people giving fucking George Bush a standing O at like Rangers games yeah, and he uh, was the, the devil. Yeah, he was like, the devil when he was the president. All this? So well, when like, he's sitting next to Ellen, that's when it really yeah. should show everybody. Like you realize that it's all fake. Oh, we're talking about his dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. George W. Bush. Bush Jr. No, Junior was eating with Ellen. Yeah. I know, but I thought you were talking about George Bush. No, no, no. George Bush. No, he was. He was CIA, and then he was a terrible one-term president. Yeah. And then, yeah, Junior came along. Yeah, but I think that whole thing was just bullshit. If you ever go watch that debate between George Bush, Bill Clinton, Ross Perot, the guy who came in last was Bill Clinton. He's like deer in the headlights. The other two guys are old dudes just slinging it. Ross Pro was great. Ross Pro was like a saxophone. And every, yeah, that's exactly well, That's it. really why he won. Was why? It, you kind of took the black vote at that point. That's why he's like, I'll do Arsenio. <laughs> like, he played it in what an entire, careless whisper. Yeah. Like, All right. An entirely different way of <laughs> doing it. Where I, if anybody at that time, you know, I was younger, but Ross Perot was the one that people were like, I like this guy, but he was the outsider. I mean, nobody would have ever thought. Donald Trump would have ever came into play when they were like, I don't know about Ross Perot. It's, it's too iffy. If you watch that old uh, Al Gore, Ross Perot debate on Larry King, he was right about everything. Yes. Mm. Everything. And then the craziest thing, because I do this thing on, uh, I have uh, all my premium content on a website called rockfin.com, R-O-K-F-I-N.com. And I do these deep conspiracy rewinds where we go back to like news reports or docs from like decades ago. And I broke down that interview and like Al Gore literally told everybody, 
yeah, they're going to ship all the jobs overseas. And nobody said a word about it. Nobody goes, how does that help us? Because it didn't, but he just put it out there and nobody cared. That's the thing is like a lot of the the WEF, they tell you what they're going to do. Yeah. Like they they had the, I I think I talked about it before. They they did the the model of what would happen if there was a mass epidemic and how we would respond to that. And then next year, what was that? 2020. Yeah. And it hit. And then Clinton was the one who signed NAFTA, and then but he did it on the way out. So then Bush took that. But I mean, they are in bed together. But at the yeah. same time, people don't realize that was a North American Free Trade Agreement or Foreign Trade Agreement, whichever one it was. But it screwed Americans over on jobs in a way that had never been done before. One hundred percent. Two thousand one, nine eleven happens. And then there, if you even get deeper, is like the U.S. military was going around these countries, going, "If you allow us to put." bases in you could have a trade agreement with america where you you can you can send your goods over there no tariff but you can tariff the fuck out of our 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 goods and i'm like how's that help america well it was meant to not help america it was basically meant to bottom out the middle class so if there's no jobs what are you going to do you're just going to join the military at that point right military industrial complex there you go wow that's brutal well, and we had two soldiers on uh, last night, which yeah. is like it's it's easier for one of them to get their daughter a sex change than a hearing aid. It is it's unbelievable, it's, and that's real, and that's through that's through the VA. Okay, you're a deaf boy now. Act like you're a deaf boy. Yeah, just act. That's, that's yeah. crazy. All right, listen, you have to tuck it, but I want you to hear again. <laughs> that's what we have to do. <laughs> we have to. Okay. Did you guys hear about this twin flames thing? What's no. That? Okay, so there's this documentary. Oh, on I watched right it. Now. Yeah, uh, Twin Flames. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's it's this culty thing, but basically, okay. it was uh, in Michigan. <laughs> of course, yeah. they convinced these for, people. Okay, so of course, for every person, lonely person on the internet, there's this twin flame that you have, right? And it's a cult thing. So there was a lot more women that joined it than men. Okay, okay. and so they can't match them up now. Oh, what do we do? What do we do? Um, actually, you're trans. You're going to need to get a sex change operation. You're a man now because we need to connect you. We have way more women than men. Wow. We messed up there. We should have thought that through. Uh, we'll just make... Oh, actually, you're trans. You just didn't realize you were. You're going to need a sex change operation. And these people are doing it. Well, the whole transgender thing is a psyop anyways. Like I don't the way that. The way that... Ju- no, like, YouTube I, just pulled the episode. <laughs> no, there, there, is, <laughs> there are legitimate people that have gender dysphoria and have issues like that. For sure, there are. But you've called it a mental illness. Now they've pulled it again. (laughs) Then, (laughs) the way it's been pushed onto culture, I think, is the psyop. It's more of a of a a cool thing to do. Like you're just being yourself when it's like you're really getting pushed into this. What's the end the end game for that? So many people doing it now. Like let's say let's just say like hypothetically, there's a movie you're watching. And there is a vaccination that uh, may have hurt people. And then there's this really easy way to get people not to procreate. It creates Mm. the same thing. It lessens the population. And all of a sudden it becomes very, very popular all at once. I think that's, I think it's so obvious Mm. in this movie what the ending is, is what I'm saying in this hypothetical movie. And it hooks you on medical treatments for the rest of your life. So then you're you're dedicated to Big Pharma the entire rest of your life. Yep. And if you get money, into money this and fake movie, power. this movie script that you're talking about, the one that we're working on, which is, is really yes. great, and no it way needs real. a couple punch ups, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so there's some comedy in it. But if you really get into it, like the big plot of this script that I saw you that you sent me is the inversion. Everything's an inversion. Yeah. 
and the, the and the part uh, the big point of this movie is that if you invert everything, it gets you farther from God. And the farther you get from God, the more you start your anxiety goes up, your depression goes up, and you start. And so uh, this in this movie, the culture of the time is like numb out. Yes. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Like, like, like in the movie, like people are starting to feel like depression, sadness, and anger. And they look, they look at those as bad things, not the universe telling them, Hey man, you're not on the correct path that this mm. character is supposed to be on. But what's really happening. So what was this character do? They go to this doctor who's just probably got a drug addiction, owes money, loves the cash from this evil corporation in this movie. Right. Right. And put you on that, that, that thing. And now it numbs you out. So you continue down this journey that maybe the universe didn't want this character to be in. Well, yeah, this character gets farther and farther away from a, like a moral compass and where they were raised, yeah. and they're and they're actually being applauded by society to be that, and yes. then that way everybody starts following that path, and it's getting a, farther and farther away. And like you had mentioned, both of you earlier in this script, the middle class is being eradicated, yes. which also takes yeah, away the, plot. the entire <laughs> pride of the entire country mm -hmm. where this movie takes place and what it stands for. The idea of freedom, the idea right. of family, the idea... Putting family above anything else, even above capitalism or anything else, is something that is going to be in the past. Yeah. Because now you have insanely rich ideology being pumped down your throat every day. Like, So you look at a phone for, and it's like, hey... Uh, this nine-year-old made uh, $300 million selling cupcakes, and you're like, well, I work at Dollar Tree, and I didn't buy a razor 100%. Today. Right. So it's like, they're, it's effective. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's all been effective. Yes. That's the reality. And yes. then, of course, you, you add into these four major news corporations. Is it four? Yeah, I think it, we were going to go with five. I Was think. it five? It could in be four script. or five. Yeah, in this movie script. <laughs> in the script, yeah. We're going to have an all-black newscast in the thing, so Correct. just to keep it woke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we have we to make sure. Well, we need it to get Nowadays. made. <laughs> we have to have it get financed and yeah, right, right, really right, hard. Right, 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 There's right. no way this movie can flop. Yeah, Disney's going to... Gonna buy the script. They're gonna produce it. They're they're run by BlackRock. Top three donors to their uh, their stocks. Also WB. Also uh, Universal. Also you know all of those. And if have you BlackRock get into in the, in the story, we discover that BlackRock's true origin goes all the way back to something called the Black Cube, which is a mm. dark. Which in this script is dark occult yeah. magic, and that's what this all is. Everything. Every major scene in this movie. Is a is a is visible hand of some sort of agency that is creating uh, manifest events to get the people to high anxiety so they're easily manipulated within the movie. And you you talked about the family here within the movie. We see the father being basically having his nuts cut off at every single moment, and literally, they're, they're literally, Sometimes. literally and figuratively trying to teach the younger characters in this movie not to respect anybody from any of the older generations. And like, so what, what in the movie, we see a lot of like all these old uh, <laughs> icons and stories <laughs> and all this stuff being flipped. Uh -huh. And yes. you have one guy going, Hey, that's not good. And everyone called him. Oh, why do you care that this fictitious character went from a white mermaid to a black mermaid? It's just an, just an animation. And you're like, you know what? You're right. It is just an animation. But when you take all the other things they flipped and all the statues they've taken down, 
down and all the history they've rewritten, what you begin to understand is that the the grandchild doesn't have the same information as the grandfather. Mm -hmm. And therefore, he can't pass down any information to help him get a running start in life. Yes. Why the elites in our movie, they're passing down all the information to the next generation so they get a giant head start on everything. In investing, in education, yeah. in everything is a leg up in life. And yeah. that's where that idea of privilege comes in. Yes. And you color coat the privilege and you say, okay, well, these yeah. are your enemies. This group says your enemies. It just depends on what channel you have to watch. But it will make you angry and it will make you hate those other people while these people get away with anything. Yes, yes. It's you a crazy fight, movie. You fight, I it is. fight yeah. while I do what I it's want. Called, well, I make all the money <laughs> while yeah. you guys are fighting. It's called 2023 The Musical. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> be really well, good. Sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah. Well, if everything goes according to plan, 2024 is going to be even crazier. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. I hear oh, good luck. I hear it's going to be a riot. Well, you know what's so funny? Like you, you we read this story. Oh, one hundred percent. But you get into that. You get into that story about the uh, the ten in Vegas in uh, L.A. Yeah, we go, wanted to talk about that. Yeah, is that a homeless guy going crazy, or is it part of these military age men that have been like just fill it coming through the border all the time? And that's a big issue. Like I talked about it on Rogan, but I had a woman on my podcast named Mel Kay, and she says based on her reason research and the people she's talked to that are very high up in in certain places they're saying the next big thing will be immigration riots i was here's what yeah. was crazy to me i was doing uh jimmy jimmy fails that fox saturday night show and we left and we went to go get something to eat and we walked by uh the rose the roosevelt hotel in new york city yeah and there was a line down the block mm -hmm. around the corner in new york city and then you could see all the people, all the uh, illegal immigrants up through the staircases. And by the time we were done eating dinner, they were all checked in and had disappeared. Which, if it was for any other event, wouldn't have happened. No it would be impossible. But we were walking by and he's like, look at this. Have you ever seen anything like this? And it was one of many hotels just in New York in the broad daylight. This is like uh, a month and a half ago. So what is that? Like, why is that? Okay, let so me ask you something, Dave. Have you ever shot a movie? Have you ever been on a TV show? Yes. Yes. So when you got to go somewhere, what do they do? They give you a flight. They take care of your transportation. Yes. They put you up in a hotel, mm -hmm. and they give you a per diem. What are they doing with these illegals? Same. They're paying for their flights to come in. They're putting them up in hotels, and they're giving them per diems. You cannot attack America from outside with a Navy. You have to come in slowly through there before they see what's happening. Well, we had people here, and she's been public about it, but I won't say names, but it's like uh, a husband who was in uh, Israel. Yeah. And to get them out was a, a congressman or a senator ended up going over there and like renting a bus. It was a congressman a con from Florida. A congressman from Florida went over there and rented a bus to get them out of there. And there was basically, Biden was like, we'll fly you anywhere, but you have to pay your expenses once you get back for everything that we gave you. So it's like, not only did the country not rescue them, this guy did it on his own dime. These are American citizens trapped in a war zone. This is the second time Biden has done this. Yes. He is, he is, <laughs> you know, the election stuff starting to come out and, you know, and He's been put in to take all the all the all the bad credit. They're going to put it all on him, so everyone blames him for it. But he's not in charge of anything. Oh, exactly. He's, he's the puppet. He's, he's the, the puppet. puppet. Who and do you the think they're guy. setting up for the next guy? I think it's Gavin. 
I think they're setting Gavin Newsom. Gavin yeah, Newsom, they're going to try. I, yeah. I mean, and like, and the, his kind of moxie and his bravado lets yeah. me think he thinks they've already got a rig for him. There's yes. no way after what happened in San Francisco recently. He's got a real that, lizard that, person. He's going to just walk right in there. That's right. why is like, especially when he flubbed. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I thought we killed the homeless and didn't. Oh, I mean, hey, what's up, newscasts? <laughs> Oops. How's everybody? Do you see that's that so that's funny? That's, uh... Like, he delivered it, and everyone thought he was joking, and they were waiting for the la the punchline, and it uh, never came. And his handlers. Because he's not that creative, <laughs> and he's a pure. He's like, a lot of you guys are saying we did this because Xi Jinping and these other people here. And you know what? You're right, because that's, you're that's right. The truth. And they're like. And where's the joke? He's so evil that if you wrote him into a movie, you'd like the character. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? But the fact that he's real is he's alarming. American, he's American yeah. Psycho. Yes. You'd be like, this is over the top. This is over the top a little bit. Yeah, you're like, in the, yeah, in a movie, though, you'd be like, wow, this is really how they made this character and they, where they put him. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and then you're like, holy, this dude runs something. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And so if you talk to 99% of the people in California, they could not tell you who the Republican was that was running against Gavin Newsom in the last election because they all work together. Both right. sides work together. I've had one guest. One guess, and she's super deep into it. She's a lawyer, uh, Lindsay. I forget what her last name is, but she's the only one who could name the get who ran. No, everybody asked, I, and they're in the politics. Who was the Republican candidate that ran against Gavin Newsom for California? Doug? Nobody knows. It no. was the worst election ever, and he was primed to get beat. Mm -hmm. Throw the, throw the whole game. And only the, four families have ran California for the last wow. hundred years. The Browns, the Pelosi's, the Gettys, and it's one other family. I forget the name of them. They've ran it for four, and they all just take turns. And you look, too, of the way that people vote, and then they locally, like with their wallet. Like, Brad Easton Ellis, who wrote American Psycho, wrote a book yep. called White that's really good, and he named it that because it is polarizing. But it really was about uh, looking at it where, like, how the— been using like even that word to kind of piss people off and this is like this is a gay author who wrote you know american mm -hmm. psycho is one of my favorite authors but when you look at i highly recommend anybody read the book white because it comes from that perspective where he's like i he's like i live in beverly hills where he's like trust me it's all red they just don't they're never going to admit it but that's exactly who they're like they all care about their own pocketbook way before like locally all that stuff but they I think Beverly Hills was very anti-mask too. Like, oh yeah, they pushed back again. Uh, Huntington Beach was like that as well. The problem in yeah, Los least, Angeles, how did they get so stepped on? Well, well, the thing is this: is Hollywood is the heart of these these progressives. It's like New York City, San Francisco. The, the, these people complain about everything: homelessness, crime, gas prices, inflation. But what's worse than that is being known for voting for the other side. So the other, what the voting for the other side in theory is much more dangerous than actual what is going on in front of you in your neighborhoods. So it will never change. And most of them have so much money they can insulate themselves from all the problems for the for for the most part. But that's starting to change as well. Well, my former agent had a very nice house in Beverly Hills, and it was a guy who was homeless with a goat sleeping on his lawn on a bed. Like, he would send me pictures of it. And all of his neighbors were like, how is this happening? He's like, because you voted for it. Yeah. You know, but they don't even realize that, like, this is the result of it. If you don't yeah. want to see homeless people throughout, like, Beverly Hills and— 
and then do something about it. But the reality is we don't care about the homeless. We don't care mm -hmm. about me mentally ill. We bring in illegal immigrants. Like the idea that there's any compassion to any of that shows how out of whack it is. Like even going to L.A., to do the Ice House and do your shows earlier in the year and to do the Comedy Store. I hadn't been to L.A. in years because of the pandemic. Dude, it, that used to be like you land and you're like, this place is amazing. It was just tents, yep. people with the nicest tents over underpasses. Yep. It was like something I had, I I was shocked. It is shocking. Skid Row became the entire town. Exactly. I went, I've never been there before, and I went there for the first time this summer. And I went in thinking, like, sure, it's going to be bad, but it's not going to be as bad. Like, it's going to be overblown. Got there, it is shockingly run down. There's a Everything lot has, like, a black on. skim, like, dripping off of it. There's layers and layers of trash. There's, like, movie posters from, like, 13 years ago still up on walls and things. <laughs> and it's just, like, tents and tents and tents and, like, multi-million dollar houses with a tent city right in front of it. It's just, it was the wildest thing. Uh, here's the things about the tents. They have floors. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's multi-level multi tents. There's multi-level duplexes yeah. of tents. And you go, how do they get all these high-end tents? Well, what you bring what you bring up is that there's so much money in fixing the homeless. Mm. And, but if you actually fix the homeless, there's no money in it. So what El California does is tells everybody for the longest time, send us your homeless. Because the more homeless that come here, the more pro the more money we could all make. Yeah. So they don't actually ever fix it. It's just like, oh, I got a salary for working with the homeless. And if these homeless go away, there goes my salary. So nobody fixes anything. Ever. It's well, so yeah. tragic. There's so, there's so many la layers of tragic. There's the homeless, which are on on their own very sad i wish we could find a way to f help them into a home or help with their mental health and then you have this layer where it's like the american dream is to go to hollywood and and be a part of this you know be a star you can go there and it you can see it but it's covered in layers and layers of trash like you're driving through these art magic deco. yeah but it's like you can like it was there at one point and i went to the the for men. Star, the Star Walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I went to the Star Walk. You used to have to blow a Warner brother. <laughs> <laughs> one, yeah, one of them. And then eventually it became wondrous. But yeah, there was time. Then they was, got me too. Some point. And then everything got ruined. Yep. Like, I don't even know why I'm in LA anymore. The industry sucks. The sluts yeah, right. are me too and everybody. And the f coke has fentanyl. Why am I there? That's you were true. saying so many people are leaving. That's like, they the, all the whole all the outlaws are gone. Just, all the oh. outlaws are gone. Let me tell you about an outlaw, guys. Oh. Let's talk about the movie The Blind real quick, if you don't mind. Oh, uh. You know, what's what's not a conspiracy is the fact that The Blind takes you on an incredible journey through the life <laughs> of Phil Robertson. Oh, man. And if you want to watch that, I highly suggest you do. That's not a Hollywood movie. This is just a true story uh -oh. that you can relate to as a family, and you can watch it with your family. It's Look at the man. He's a legend. He goes through his trials, his triumphs, everything through his life, and I highly recommend it. You can go to blazetv.com slash the blind and for only $19.99 that's like going to the movies yeah think about yeah. popcorn the gas to get there you gotta get all your kids like yeah. at the same time to go to the movies it's you no good it's one movie home. ticket it's one movie ticket yeah. that's it so go or independent exactly it's independent yeah. support it go to blazetv.com slash the blind and learn about this blind farmhand <laughs> Who was able to make it big and see again. Yeah, look at that. It's oh, a miracle. He wasn't blind? Oh. Uh, this seeing able farm man. 
Oh, it's like a hunting blind. Yeah. Oh, God. You've been doing this wrong fell, the whole time. Oh, I thought, oh, it, was, we've been doing it. Oh, I thought <laughs> it was disabled in some way. Oh, no. Oh, oh well. No Sorry. one watches. I thought it was a poker <laughs> movie. <fine>. Yeah. I, <laughs> did, <laughs> I did tell you that just to get you to buy it. I'm like, you like poker, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. So back, anyway. Sam, after, you know what's Sam. very interesting about Hollywood to finish this up is that... Yeah. so. Uh, you know, this one tourist uh, website, like TripAdvisor or somebody, put out the top 100 oh, no. uh, tourist destinations. And Hollywood Boulevard was bragging about that uh. they were in the top 100 tourist destinations. But what they didn't tell anybody is that they came in at 100. Uh, really? They were the. It's the like I don't know why. It should be one, right? That's what I was no, going be, to say. Should, listen, all the cool <laughs> shit is behind closed doors. Yeah. You don't get invited to. Right. So why would you go there? It's like go to the beaches, maybe. But I wouldn't go to if I have like where can I bring my Griffith family? Park Not is the LA. only place. Yeah. I was gonna say like I went to the Starwalk and. and you can see there's families that brought their kids there that have no idea what it's really like. And they have oh. like little six-year-olds and they're like, come on, let's walk. I, I just wanted to see the John Wayne star. It's weed shops. Like, it's dildo stores. Yes. It's just... Oh, Venice Beach, dude. Remember when it was a beach and yeah. just people having fun and kind of hippie-ish like 20 years ago? Like it Sounds was like always Austin. freaky. Like the first time I went there, there was a homeless guy and another homeless guy jumping off of the dude's back into a baby pool of broken glass, and he would give you prices right tickets that I don't think were legit. Oh. But it was still like that was the craziest thing you would see. Maybe a guy washing his balls in a drinking fountain. But other than that, it was like, dude, it was like Muscle Beach. Like right. yeah. it was like yeah. it was like yeah, like you get pizza. Then the skateboarders and stuff. There's like a scene there. Well, now, even yeah. 2016, I was there, and it was that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and now it's just like. It's not. It's just. It's just people sleeping and then head shops. Yep, one hundred percent. And it just goes along with that. The you know the middle class is getting ran out, and then it's not everybody can be a TikTok celebrity or a, or a you know a doctor and a lawyer. There's a lot of people that just work with their hands to build stuff, and those jobs aren't here anymore. Yeah. So I mean, I just tell everybody there's a lot of money to make in the internet. Figure it out. You can do it. So many of our homeless people are from the foster care system. They yeah. never got taught anything, and I feel for them. Yeah. Reagan got rid of the psych wards. We need insane. to bring those back. Absolutely, in that. Was out of virtue that was to look we're, we didn't do it right they look horrible they were mistreated so let's just get rid of them Can I and then where did all something? those people go yes. that needed help do you know who's really weird greg giraldo no no uh, no greg Revo what was the guy who um had the talk show um geraldo geraldo did the sanitarium thing where he like Geraldo was awesome, it. yeah on a side note but the, yeah the comic was great he yeah. was great uh, geraldo is like this giant. Do you know who released the Supruder film to America? We were just actually discussing this. Jimmy Hoffa. Geraldo. Yeah, but it was because of Dick Gregory. But listen to this. They so ignored. Geraldo releases that. I just did this podcast. Do you know how who helped kick off Ruby Ridge? Do you know the story of Ruby Ridge? I do know the, the story. FBI, of it. Yeah. No that which was set up, which set up. The uh, Branch Davidian stuff in yeah. Waco right. set up OKC. Do you know who was involved in that? No. Geraldo? Geraldo Rivera was on a plane a on a helicopter, mustache. and he called the FBI. They're like, they're shooting at us. Later on, the pilot came out and said, no, that's not true at all. 
I had a guy named Austin Picard on my show who broke this all down. So he's like part of all these weird kind of psyops. And the next one he shows up with is he sh he's all part part of shutting down these psych mm -hmm. wards. He's like, look at how they're treating these people. Yeah. You're like, he's just like this weird guy who shows up and kind of pushes this narrative for people. Which is an astonishing thing to go. I can't believe how they're treated. Let's put them on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and shut these all down. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard yeah, in my life. And people are like, that's good. You're right. We should give them nothing and Just no free shelter. Them to the wild. Unbelievable, yeah. And bro. take away their medicines. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> and it's like, when were they really bad to them? And this was the 80s. They're like, like 20 years ago, they, they would do these things where they made you like ride the lightning a bit. Yeah. Well, what about now? No, we've gotten better. Shut it down. Shut it all down. That's unbelievable. I never even thought about that. It's crazy. That's and that's wild. what they did. And, and, and to see that, because I was in a psych ward uh, when I was a kid. Um, well, not a kid in high school, um, but it was it was really hard to even get in one, and it was really like you could really only have a limited stay. And I ended up going to a rehab because it was like a separate thing where they're like, well, clearly it's not, you know, psychosis. It's yeah. mm -hmm. an alcoholic. You're just a junkie. But they would do it for kids. But now uh, there's also the difference in in rehabilitation. It's very hard. Like, the place where I went to rehab, you can't go there now as a juvenile. You can only go there as an adult. Like the way that the stuff's switching and everything like that, it's it's crazy the way the healthcare system is working right now because the people who need that help can't get it. Yeah, that's why every one of these people that talk about mental health, it's the most boring yeah. conversation I've ever heard because nothing has changed since the 80s. Well, it's also that like, like so much of our mental health stuff is just like get on these pills. Right. So so like everything get on the pills is that numb you. Right. You get you right back into that numb state. And it's also like, oh, a man, here go on this app and talk to a therapist and they're going to put you on a prescription. You're going to take a, a some kind of psych med and you're just going to numb out and yeah. just keep going down the same way. It's like it's like, and everything now is a mental illness. I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel good. You know, back in the day, you would use that as motivation to get out of what you want to do. Now you're trying not just not to feel that, yeah. not to fix it, but just not to feel it. And it's, it's right. just, it's all dark arts, dude. It sounds crazy, but it's all dark arts. Well, everyone has anxiety because it's a natural feeling. There's yes. overwhelming anxiety, but there is, uh, you should have, you should be anxious because some things are more important than others. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a logic to that. It's but, evolutionary. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like part survival. of you. Yes. <laughs> 100%. So to take that instinct away from somebody that's naturally given to you all the time makes mm. very little sense. Nobody goes, why am I depressed? What it is is like, how can I not be depressed? Yeah. Oh, take this. I'm not depressed. It's like, well, you're still doing the same shit that was driving you nuts before. You haven't changed up anything. Like something I learned in recovery was you got to make change for change to happen. You yeah. can't just hope that change happens. You actually have to be active in in your recovery and whatever it is. So if you're, I remember a friend of mine was like, I'm like, you should try mushrooms back when I thought mushrooms were a big, a good thing. Or I don't think they're bad, but I just, I don't, I'm not getting into the woo woo as much as I used to. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, you know, because I did mushrooms one time and I heard this voice that said to me, you're exactly where you need to be. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And I was like, well, okay. And then my, I never worried about my career after that. But I told this girl, she like, she should try shrooms and she, try shrooms. And she's like, I'm not going to try shrooms. I go, why? She goes, because it told me to quit comedy. And I was just like, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the shrooms say. Like, oh, it's, <laughs> she's super funny. That's not it. But you're like, were the shrooms everyone behind your back? <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. So it's like it's like interesting where we just don't want to feel anything anymore. Yeah. And part of that though is getting over the fact that people will do that to you. They don't like you. They they will hate you and you have to just get over it. I mean, that's the shittiest thing about now and I think for kids and us raising our own children in you, you, I mean, you yeah. have four and it's like is the fact that there is this whole gigantic system where it's like it's fine and I, I heard an, an analogy once, but it's like Five people can make fun of your haircut and your group of friends. That's fine. If an internet of millions of people, no human being has the ability to take that psychologically. Yeah. And that will be a detriment to, to anybody. And that is the, what we're living in now. I think, I think we're, we're not, cap at least right now, we are not capable of connecting with that many humans and being emotionally attached to them. But that's what culture wants us to do. They want us to connect to every single person that we have connection with but, and be sad about everything that's sad. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think like we're, we're built to be in tribes yes. of like small amounts of people, maybe like a hundred, 200 people that you know, and you spend your entire life with, but now we're spending our entire life with everybody around the world all at the same time. And I just don't, We've like lost as, like a sense of community from absolutely. that. Absolutely, there's this book called Tribe that is actually talking about exactly what you really? guys are. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you borrow it. Yeah, really I want to read that. And well, it's just talking about how your your drive to like fill a role in a community it it helps with depression. It helps with the anxiety of yeah. life and things like that. And now with social media and the internet being what it is, it's like all these surface level connections mm -hmm. that aren't really anything. I agree, man. I agree. And like so much of our culture Perfect. is like pushing up. I, I, I call it easy versus simple, right? Easy is drugs, alcohol, junk food, pornography, 90 day fiance, right? Like real <laughs> brain rot bullshit, yeah, yeah. right? And yeah. then simple is prayers, working out, helping others, Eating right. connecting with God, all that yeah. stuff, the real simple shit, taking your shoes off and walking on the sand or walking on the grass. Those are really simple things you can do that connects you and grounds you, but nobody does that. Yeah. They want the quick fix shit. And that, that to me is very scary. And going back to something you said earlier, is about like you know we're not used to all the you know all the all the negativity well what we're finding out so much of that is bots and right. that like like all of these so many of the, you know what say whatever you want about elon musk there's a lot of people that don't like him he's this everything app has a lot to do with like is like the chinese app that will control yeah, like everything that. and shut you down all that stuff but what i will say is like he's really trying to figure out a way to get rid of these bots and not only just like whether it's a corporation trying to make bots so you go watch the new Marvel movie, right? But it's also these people who make up all these fake troll accounts to try to just constantly ride on mm -hmm. you all the time. I'm kind of over it now. You know, like I, I've gotten so much, you know, as long as you don't talk about my kids, because if you do, I'll show up at your house. But outside <laughs> of that, I'll fuck you up, you know, yeah. but outside of that, you can say whatever you want about me. I don't, I don't really care. It doesn't really matter after a point. Yeah. It's yeah. the same as yeah, once you've been through like, the comedy and ONA world and everything. It's when people try, you're like, do you, do you have you ever heard of those guys? Like, <laughs> they're way worse. Than yeah. don't, I try don't, and don't like, try my whole philosophy now. Cause I went through this very political time in my life where it was like nothing but politics 24 seven. And I was like into all the conspiracy theories and all this stuff and all that things. And then I got out of it and I was like, okay, the real message is disconnect from that. Just stay aware of it and be aware of what's going on in the outside, but really kind of, do the thing we were just talking about is like focus on your tribe, like your your family, the people that are around you, your I friends, your, tribe. your your mom, your your yep. dad, those people, and you can affect those people's lives 
hundred percent, you can affect those people's lives. You can't affect people's lives Christ across consciousness. the world. That's what you're talking about. It's like everybody's connected, and like I've always said, this you know, you you can't you can't change the game. This is mm. like all the marching, all that shit. You can't change the game. You this is how you you have to beat the game. And by beating the game, you show other people how to beat the game, yes. and the game adapts to you. Great example of stand-up comedy, right? Forever you had to do this. You had to you had to work on a clean act again to tonight showing that if you're lucky, you'll get a sitcom, maybe it'll be a movie. If not, you became a writer, and that was how and you were done. Stick a fork in you. And then they threw in like at one point, then it was like, okay, you can get a premium blend, and then you can get like that kind of became our thing. Mm. But there was still this TV goal. Yes. And like, then Dane cook came and changed the game which was myspace he started showing you oh you could connect with people on myspace blow that up and now you got a career so everyone started doing that well that beats the game now the game adapts and then the game adapts to death squad which was joe rogan and red band mm -hmm. created this network you. where everybody talked a lot we're talking they were doing art for art's sake and they didn't care if the industry liked it so then that starts to change the game yeah. ari moves in new york legion of skanks starts to blow up you got guys we fuck coming out of new york with the greatest name ever on a show they changed the <laughs> game right so now everyone starts doing a podcast then Andrew Schultz comes and goes, okay, I'm going to do that, but I'm also going to start clipping up my show. I'm going right. to clip up mm -hmm. myself, yeah. start putting that out, and now the game changes again. You connect with others by showing them how to beat the game. He also cross-pollinated in a way that comics weren't doing before, which was very smart of him, because I remember he would do Bill Schultz's show on Compound right after he did Charlemagne the God. You know what I mean? So it's like he was willing to do whatever show it was for, for the fans. When I came up... Comedy was boxing. There was one champion, and everyone was fighting over those opportunities. Yes. And then podcasting came, and we're like, oh, we could all be champions. Work together. Let's all work together and rise as a group, because groups in comedy, even before the internet, always rose. It was like Def Jam came up, and then that nerd dork stuff that came out mm -hmm. with all, you know, Pat oh, yeah. Oswald. And they're all funny. I'm not anti, that's not, but they were all comedy. kind and of. Maria Bamford's amazing, yeah. Maria Bamford's the most underrated comic out Ever, there. Dude, Ever, dude. So She's good. so it's funny. Unbelievable. Yeah. But that whole group, Zach Galifianakis, David Cross, Sarah Silverman, that all group rose together. And like now we're getting back to that where it's not boxing. It's like everybody can eat. Everyone can have the best careers. Everyone can live their dreams. And that's how you change the game. You don't, you're like, these people are just constantly bitching about how hard they have their life. You know, like this whole movement in like this whole like woke, like oppression movement is like against everything I ever learned in recovery. In recovery, I learned that I am where I am based on the decision, because of the decisions I made and the actions I took. And if I don't like where I am, I'm the only one who can save me. I'm the first responder to my problems. I have to change it. Whereas these other people are like, I was born here and I'd get treated like shit and this system's out to get me. And you know why yeah. the whole time they're doing drugs, they're not showing up anywhere on time, they're not putting out any effort, they're not working on anything. And then they wonder why they're not anywhere, why the other person is fucking hustling constantly to change their reality. And that's how it goes. 100%. Yep. And on that, we do, we're about to run out of time. Oh, Before man. we get to the end of the world, I know, sad. Sam's one of the like, Is this the weirdest show you guys have ever done? No, no way. I love having you on. <laughs> yeah. We need it. It was back. very fun. This so is we a can good have, conversation. Dude, you're, you're one of my favorite people. Yeah. So, Thank you, dude. again, where can we find you? Let the viewers know. 
Go to samtriplee.com for all my stuff. I have a tinfoil hat that I'm known for, but I also have Conspiracy Social Club with the great Brian Callen, who's one of the, my favorite people on planet Earth. Then check out Broken Simulation, which is my just comedy show. And then again, go to Chaos Twins. And your comic book, yeah. And check out my comic book. We're going to try to make a series, then we're going to try to make an animation and see if people like it. Cool. This weekend, you can see me at the Comedy Cove in Springfield, uh, New Jersey, the 17th and 18th. I also just booked a date at your dojo over there. I'm so Jersey. happy you're coming yeah, back. You be were back one of the there. first big guys to do it. Dude, we're I, very thankful. Oh, dude, I love that place. It's great. Um, I'll be at the Improv in Tampa, Florida, the 24th and the 25th of this month. And then the Syracuse Funny Bone, the 8th and 9th as well. And real quick. Uh, Black rooms love you, huh? I do all right in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always done okay. Thankfully, he's black on the And then um, the December uh, first, if you go, uh, it, the links on my website. Um, it's in Clinton. It's at the uh, Michigan at the Clinton Inn. Um, a young boy is, uh, has an in inoperable brain tumor. This is for his family. One hundred percent of the proceeds. That's December first. If you can make it out, please do. Clinton, Michigan. Is there a link? Is that there? People can donate. Uh, I believe there there is a uh, there is, and I I need to put that up on the yeah, show. Yeah, but there is a GoFundMe, and it and it got very very nice, very quick. People were very generous, and it's just a, I can't imagine seven year old boy. I have an eight year old boy, and going went to the doctor because his eye was twitching, and they're like, I think you should go to the hospital, and it's an inoperable tumor. Oh, like it, come it's on. So it's just one of those things that... You should uh, look into some serious homeopathic stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there that they should check out. I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff out there for them to check out. No, I, I sadly, have, from dealing with it and people mm -hmm. in my family, it's like the, the stuff that you know they do pump in you is poison, especially on a kid, and I, I find that... It's heartbreaking. So, yeah, it please, really if you can come out or donate, I, I I agree. Where can we find you, Garrett? Go watch Dave's show. Go support, because that's that's a great thing to do. Um, Friday Night Tights tomorrow. We're probably going to be talking about how uh, badly the Marvels bombed this week. Oh. It's pretty glorious. It's hilarious. Um, and not because I hate the Marvel Universe, because I like the Marvel Universe. Yes. And I'm very sad that it's all trash now. So it's it'll, it'll be fun to... To roast that again. And uh, my personal channel where we play video games on Sundays. And we also on Sundays on Nerdrotic Live, a separate channel, we do uh, Forbidden Frontier where we talk about ancient apocalypse and, uh, you know, aliens and Bigfoot and yeah. all kinds of fun stuff. So we got to get you on. Angela. So. I would love to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, and Angela, real quick, where? Oh, I just wanted to say um, next week, just a reminder that we're going to be out for Thanksgiving mm -hmm. break. If you like the show, please uh, like and subscribe, send your friends. And uh, yeah, we're very thankful for you guys. So yeah, thank you guys have so much. Break. Specifically, the people that have stayed to the end of the show like this, like you guys are rock hard. <laughs> I love you guys. I, I, rock hard for you. I just want to say I also have some dates coming up. Just go to sandsbury.com. Com. Click the link. I'm doing. A, I don't know when this comes out, but tonight. Tonight. Okay. No. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Friday night, which is tomorrow night, uh, I'll be at Vulcan with the Prophet Eddie Bravo, the Tim Hat Comedy Night, and then Sunday night we are back in Dallas, and we'll be doing the House of Comedy in Plano. Uh, tickets still available for that. And then I have this new thing, and I'll wrap it up here. Go to samtriplee.com. I do something called the revival where people just come and I rant and I rave about politics, spirituality, and religion. And it's a comedy show, but it's different than any that we're not going for the last. We're just having a fun conversation. And then I'm also have uh, something in El Monte, California, but go to samtriplee.com. All my dates are there. Thank you for letting me do that, brother. Absolutely. No, anything you want to plug. And right now we bring you to the end of the world.
All right. What is Area 51 really hiding? Ooh, uh... Eret. Will Smith's sexuality. Now, (laughs) they keep it there because they know everybody knows what it is, and it's just a psyop because they really keep all the real secrets under the Denver airport. Oh, I like that. Angela. Um, Probably a vial of Jason Momoa's semen for future repopulation. Okay, I feel like that. You're gonna want. You're gonna want the that. uh, You want the strength. Yeah, yeah. You want the girth, and I hear it's a it's a heavy load. (laughs) What? uh, (laughs) And then, uh, all right. What do you think? Uh, Joe Biden's clones. That's where all the clones are. <laughs> Sleeper cell Biden. Yeah, that's where all this clones all, also and all the awful masks that they've been wearing. Like these masks are getting sloppy. Yeah, come on. Oh, yeah. Better so makeup the people. The people at Blaze TV do better makeup than these Absolutely. than these fucking masks they've been putting on these hot. Have you seen the Israeli like official like? It's not even down to the end of his neck. Oh no! And then, well, then you have—I mean, the the Biden clones just—it's ball chins, and then some of them don't have them. And (laughs) it's chinian. Why make them all broken? Yeah, like they're all rotten. Because that's the original model. (laughs) I know, but yeah, they really should have made a younger model and put it out about. (laughs) What about the one on the bike with the young legs? He's like the old guy. He's got like twenty-year-old Asian legs, like clean and no hair. That's because a twenty-year-old Asian was killed to give him those legs. <laughs> um, I think Area 51 is hiding KFC's 11 herbs and spices. Oh, it's back. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's there back. you go. So, all right. Thank you again, Sam, for coming. Anytime. We hope you I come love back. You guys. And we love you, man. Thank, Thank you so you, much. Again, we will be off for Thanksgiving, but we will be back Happy right after. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Good night.